it's awards season and you know Reggie the Real Critic Ponder has opinions, thoughts, and interviews to share. Reggie the Real Critic Ponder joins us on the line this Friday. Reggie, happy Friday. We miss you. We love you. Hello. Happy Friday. We have a lot to get to today. Uh, it is awards season, and uh, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't pay attention to all the things going on at the box office. Bad Boys for Life is the number one movie in the country, and uh, I think I read three million, sixty-three million. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I read uh, an article that says that uh, uh, Will and Martin and everybody else involved are completely uh, ready to go to make another Bad Boys movie, and I don't think anybody's mad at it. No, don't say it ain't so. I mean, it says right there, for life, Reggie. They're Bad Boys for life. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And so I thought they might kill them off on this. So we didn't get a chance to really talk talk about the movie. It is absolutely a decent movie. It's a fun movie to go to and all that. But it does feel a bit dated. Mm. They had to include uh, a new group of people to kind of freshen it up with sure. you know, Vanessa Hudgens and and that and, and their little crew. And it was it was funny in that regard. But this is not a movie, in my opinion, that you're going to leave from this movie saying, "Oh my goodness, I got to go see it again." And 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 when you start declining like that, I I think I think you need to be careful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think you're right. I hope that the uh, the writer's room for that film has heard you. And, uh, I, you know, what? I, I want good things for those actors. I want good things for this franchise. Uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that for life isn't a, you know, a death sentence for this movie. At number two. No, it's not. At number two, uh, we have 1917, which is a harrowing look at uh, some events uh, that happened or some fictional events uh, from World War One that's coming in at about $22 million. The thing about war movies is that, like, you know, movies that are serious like this, you don't have to worry. It's going to make all the money in the world. We're not going to get 1918 next year or anything like that. <laughs> That's good, Joe. But I am curious uh, to hear what you think about Doolittle, the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Universal Pictures film. Uh, I thought that we closed the book on Doolittle when Eddie Murphy put his stamp on it, but, you know, Iron Man had to get out on it, too. Yeah, we, and, you know, uh, he's, he's looking for another franchise in which he can kind of put his stamp on it. And I, I really do give kudos to him for... Uh, trying to branch out because you know uh, Iron Man is no—he's no longer Iron Man. I, I, this this twenty-two million is really not that great mm-hmm. uh, if you think about it. And so I, I don't know what the industry uh, averages were uh, thought for this movie were, but this movie cost a hundred and seventy-five million dollars to make. Well, they had to make—they had to teach all those animals how to talk. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, or or it has to teach Robert Downey how to listen. But he, either either way, he, either way, it costs a lot of money. So somebody, an interpreter, in some some way, made made a lot of money. But when you think about this worldwide, this movie has only made sixty million dollars. So one hundred and seventy-five million is not good, and it's probably not going to do that well overall. I have not looked to see internationally all the markets that this one is in, but right now. Just the domestic numbers of 30, uh, 31 million is where it is at, at to date. It, it, it had 20, 22 on the opening night, but that's not a good number. No. Oh, well. 
Reggie is on the line. Let's talk about the African American Film Critics Awards. You know where you don't have to worry about diversity. You don't have to worry about black folks being represented properly. Is at the African American Film Critics Awards. Reggie, tell us about that event and the African American Film Critics Association. Yeah, the African American Film Critics Association was start, was uh, co-founded by uh, Gil Robeson and uh, Sean Edwards. And this is the 11th year of the awards. Uh, it was really about giving uh, African-American critics uh, a voice each year. Uh, we put on a real a fantastic award show. And, uh, I, man, if I could just go through all the, the awards, uh, we'd be here for a long time. Yeah. But I do want to mention this, that from a diverse perspective, the uh, Film Critics Association is not not just about African-American film, recognizes films that are fantastic. And the best uh, screenplay and best film were won by Parasite. So uh, this is a movie that is fantastic, and I'm hoping that a lot of people go see see this one. And uh, I, I, I will tell you that um, the director of the film was very funny in his uh in his acceptance speech. But there's a lot to talk about, so I'll, 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 I'll end it there. <laughs> well, I do want to hear from Sean Edwards uh, about jobs for film critics. Uh, there's not enough, uh, point-blank period, African-American film critics uh, that exist in the world. I mean, they exist in the world, but there's not enough, I don't think, uh, spotlight shined on, on the work that y'all do. Let's hear from Sean Edwards himself. You've been in this game for a minute. A long time. And, and, and one of the issues as it relates to critics is that... We don't have enough of our voices out there. You hit the hammer right on the head of the nail. No, that's the next step that Africa's exploring because there are a lot of people out there who have a voice, but there are not enough outlets and platforms for them to be heard. So we got to figure out a way how we can like connect all these talented people with actual credible outlets where they can actually work and get paid to be professional journalists and film critics. That's the missing link. I know a lot of people, they scream and shout when there's a lack of diversity at the Academy Awards or the Golden Globes. Well, there's a lack of diversity at Variety, the Hollywood Reporter, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and mainstream outlets. We need more blacks, Hispanics, and Asians actually covering, talking about, writing about film. So, so being in in the Chicago market, you're 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 hitting it right on the head because that's what I see in Chicago. Every city. And, and what happens a lot is that they they'll ask me, "Am I going to Sundance? Am I going to how 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 can you or how can I go to Sundance if we don't have a job that pays us to cover film because we can't afford to buy the plane ticket to fly to Sundance, stay in the overpriced hotel room at Sundance, eat." at Sundance and then make money for the stories that we write about or talk about so that we can come back home and pay our mortgage, take care of our kids, and just live. It's hard. Like, this award show is great, but that's not why we started AFCA. We started AFCA to fight for black, Asian, and Hispanic film critics and journalists so they can do what they do. We all love movies, and we all want to get paid to cover movies. I added that hip hop horn because that is so. That was uh, that was gangster. I loved every second about that. That was Sean Edwards of the African American Film Critics Association talking real truths with Reggie, the real critic, Ponder. I mean, shoot, I don't even know what else there is to say about that. Yep, there, there's there's really nothing else to say about it. I just wanted to highlight that because uh, Sean, I think, really. Uh, spoke to it very eloquently and powerfully 
uh, about what needs to happen for African-American film critics. So we set up uh, the fact that you were uh, hobnobbing with celebrities on the red carpet of the African-American Film Critics Awards. That's Reggie, Criti- or Reggie the Real Critic Ponder on the line. I'm Jill Hopkins. I'm just just a humble radio host hoping to <laughs> to give Reggie this great platform to, uh, to talk about all of these great films. Uh, you got to speak to a lot of folks. Uh, can we start with Matthew Cherry? Mostly because I really want people to know more about hair love. Yes, yes. I, uh, let's hear about uh, uh, this short film that you can see online. It's about uh, black hair. Oh, and it's like the most adorable thing ever. You know, Hair Love was really done with three things in mind. You know, we really wanted to, you know, represent for black fathers who often get such a bad rap in mainstream media. You know, we're not seen as present. Um, you know, we're seen as deadbeats and all these other crazy things. And, you know, studies have shown that black men have been among the most involved in their kids' lives. And, you know, with this project, we wanted to represent for y'all. Um, you know, uh, we wanted to represent an animation. You know, those films to me are some of the most powerful, um, you know, things that just make an impact on your childhood. You know, uh, oftentimes we don't see ourselves represented, so we wanted to do something that young kids could see themselves in. And uh, last but not least, we wanted to really represent for black hair. You know, uh, we wanted to represent, seriously. <laughs> You know, um, we really just wanted to normalize black hair and, you know, be able to just go out into the world and be us. You know, I think sometimes um, our hair gets policed and we're not able to wear it to work a certain way. We're not able to wear it at school. And, you know, it's really our hope that with Hair Love that we're just able to help to change the narrative around black hair. And it's our hope that also with that and also with legislation like the Crown Act, which has been uh, enacted as law in California, that uh, we'll be able to be ourselves. So really appreciate y'all and thank you guys so much for uh, this great honor. I appreciate you. That is Matthew Cherry, film director, writer, and producer, currently uh, a nominee for the Academy Award for Best Short Film for Hair Love. Uh, you're a black dad of daughters. Did this uh, did this poke at all the right heartstrings, Reggie Ponder? Oh, oh it, it's it certainly did. I, I hope everybody goes to see this. I have on my website uh, uh, a link, uh, actually a link to watch the uh, short film. Also, um, some other interviews relating to this because there's some other directors and uh, producers uh, involved in the film. I actually cried on this. I it, it was such a, a, a tearjerker. It's a six, a little over six minute film. This is a must see. This is an absolutely fantastic film and is is so deserving of the uh, Oscar nomination, but it's really deserving of recognition from our people at ASCA. Reggie, the real critic, Ponder, he joins me on the line. We're talking about the African-American Film Critics Awards. Man, oh, Manischewitz, it was a who's who at the African-American Film Critics Awards. It was such a who's who. Uh, I, I'm still kind of uh, reeling a little bit. I mean, there, there were so many people there. I didn't do a clip for Jamie Foxx. He was there, received an award for Just Mercy. Uh, there was the, uh, Chaz was there, Chaz Ebert was mm-hmm. there to talk about the uh, film, um, of the, the, the documentary, The Black Godfather. It, there were so many folks there. It was, it was fantastic. I want to give uh, some shine to Academy Award winner, uh, and legendary costume designer Ruth Carter. Uh, she's talking about maybe one of the most anticipated films uh, that I can think of, at least on my newsfeed, Coming to America 2. Talk about the state of black film today. 
Oh, well, I think it's in a pretty great state. I think you have uh, filmmakers and storytellers like Ava DuVernay um, supporting and doing her own. Um, you have great writers like Lena Waithe. I just think that we're in a place where we're telling more stories, broader stories that, you know, are human, human stories. So I think we're in a much better place than we were even 10 years ago. You also uh, were working on coming uh, coming to America, and so that was grueling uh, for you? Yeah, it was tough. A lot of costumes in that one. Uh, there were more costumes in Coming to America, too, than there were in Black Panther. More? More? More. More. I said more. Wow. I don't, you know, they're different films, they're different looks. It, I went from Wakanda to Zamunda. Zamunda's a very different place. So uh, it was wonderful, though. I had a lot of comedians on that film, a lot of people to dress, and a lot of royalty. A lot of royalty. And, and, and can you talk about just on the set? I mean, you got all these folks on the set. It, was it that electric and magical? It was electric and magical, and it was hot. Uh, it was a hot summer, and and people were in a lot of double knit polyester. So I say there goes the magic right there. There, there, go, there goes the magic. La last thing is that, that we seem to, in terms of behind the screens, there seems to be a lot of, or, or not a lot, but, but a nice number of African Americans doing some good work behind the scenes and getting some recognition. What, what are your thoughts on that? I see them. And I'm proud to see them because when I started, um, I didn't see anybody but, you know, the back of my hand doing the work. So I'm proud to see them forging their way behind the scenes and finding other professions that they can actually excel in besides being actors or singers or dancers. Um, they're, they're DPs, they're writers, they're grips, they're costume designers. Thank you so much, Ruth. Really appreciate it. Ruth Carter is a queen, so it makes sense that she's working on The Prince of Zamunda. Reggie, the real critic, ponders on the line. Is she as lovely in real life as I think that she is? She, not only she's lovely, she's real. She, she doesn't play. Uh, Ruth is all about the business, and she is real. I, mean, I can't even say that she's forging a, a new path. She's forged a new path and has really opened up doors for a whole lot of people. Uh, I love the opportunity, when I get the opportunity to talk to such a legend about the field and about what, what she's doing. So, um, man, fantastic. I am so glad that you are in L.A. and that you uh, got to do uh, that great work at the African-American Film Critics Award. And I'm sad that we can't talk for like the next like 82 years about all of it. We appreciate you, Reggie. Have fun. Have fun. We'll see you on Friday. Thank you so much.